Today is Father's Day. We celebrate fatherhood. God has given the fathers a vital role to play in the family, in the church, in our community. But it begins in the home. God has designed the male. Now, this is where we get into fighting situations here. This is a point where we have some people leave the church for good after this. But God has designed the male to be the leader in the home and in the church. The father is the head of the home, even as Christ is head of the church, head of his wife. And the father has to demonstrate this headship toward his family. If the family is going to be, the children are going to be what God desires. Now, I mentioned earlier about the notes, and I just want to give a, a few of the points I had in the sermon having to do with the father assuming his headship responsibility and how he is to go about doing this. One of the ways that it's very important for us to realize that headship and leadership is demonstrated in the family is through our spiritual instruction to our children. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4, Paul says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up into discipline and instruction of the law. And then, of course, in that passage that you all know in Deuteronomy chapter 6, we have the instructions there by God to the people of Israel, but applies to us in principle here as well. Our entire lifestyle is to be geared towards instructing our children about God. Everything we are involved in, in our home, in our business life, we are a model Christ before our children. Now this instruction could be either formal or informal. In other words, the fathers who actually have set times to teaching their children specific truths. This is one of the reasons why I rejoice now in the uh, popularity now of homeschooling. I think that's one of the most wonderful things that is happening in our community today. If parents are going back to teaching their children themselves, you see, this is what the scriptures, I believe, teach us as well. It could be unstructured or informal. That's what I believe we have in Deuteronomy 6. Sometimes folk like to call these teaching moments. Even as you are doing something in the home, as you're walking along the way, something happens. You see a beautiful sunset. You, you see a beautiful sunrise. Or you see a wonder of God displayed in his creation. You teach about God. Or even when hurricanes come and tragedy and so on, you realize that God is a powerful God. He is still in control in spite of what we can see and so on. But one of the ways we show, show leadership in the home as a father is by providing spiritual instruction. Spiritual instruction that is biblical, based on the word of God. And fathers, I believe this is one of the areas that we've lost out on. We don't do enough to this to our children. We leave too much of the instruction to the schools and the church, and the Sunday school, as well as the public schools. They have their place to play, of course, but we are the ones who are primarily responsible for the spiritual training of our children. 
We must remember that. And we demonstrate leadership as fathers when we provide it. When we don't, we show a lack of leadership and we're really not being the father that God wants us to be. Then, of course, there's social ways, aspects to it. Every aspect of our life, we are to be providing spiritual instruction for our children. We are to leave a pattern for them to follow. Why don't you take a look at this clip and you see how important it is. It underlines the truth of us being the kind of model and pattern for our children that we should be. Take a look at this clip. It's called The Fishing Trip. Here we are. We'll have to walk from here. Great, let's go. You carry this pole right here. Take this one, and I'll get this one. And we'll go to that spot I was telling you about, okay? All right, let's do it. We got up real early that morning and drove to the mountains. It was just after my eighth birthday, and you promised to take me to your favorite fishing spot. It was great. Just the two of us hanging out. Dad, wouldn't that be a little nice pond for a frog? A nice pond for a frog, yeah. There was no real path to follow as we worked our way up the mountain stream. When are we going to get to the fishing spot? We shouldn't be much further now. We climbed over the rocks and logs and made our own trail. Oh. You okay on those rocks? Yeah. Getting pretty close. Finally. There were times when the going got a bit rough. Are you okay with this? Yeah. All right. Sorry. If somebody fell or something happened to us, Mom would not be very happy with either one of us. <laughs> I could tell you were a little concerned about whether I'd make it. You got that? Yeah. All right. But I knew you didn't need to worry because I was learning something important that day. Uh, I don't know, son. I don't want you to slip and fall. Are you okay? Dad, don't worry. If I step or you step, then we'll be fine. Well, then we'll keep going. Let's go. That's a good plan. That's the day I learned, without a doubt, that I could follow your footsteps and trust that you would lead me well. Thanks for your love and guidance through the years, Dad. By the way, isn't it about time for another fishing trip? If I step where you step, I'll be okay. Fathers, can you say that to your sons and your daughters? Are you instructing your children in such a way that you could say to them, and living in such a way, follow me as I follow Christ? That's how we demonstrate leadership in the home. Simply providing a good life, good schooling, good home, and all of that's fantastic. But that's not enough. It's the spiritual impact we are making it is the spiritual pattern that we're leaving the spiritual 
footprints that we're leaving for our children. That's how we show leadership in the home. But also, we show leadership in the home as the father by being a sensitive disciplinarian. A sensitive disciplinarian. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 21, Paul says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children so that they will not lose heart. One translation says, so that they, you will not break their spirits. And listen to Paul speaking to those who would aspire to leadership in the church in 1 Timothy 3. He says, a pastor, an elder, must be one who manages his own household well, keeping his children under control with all dignity. For if a man does not know how to manage his own household, how will he take care of the church of God? Notice how important a man's conduct in the home impacts whether or not he qualifies to be a spiritual leader. And notice in this passage in Timothy, it has to do with controlling our children. Providing the kind of discipline that God demands that he instructs us to give them. This means that a father must be able to set definite standards of behavior in the home. He is the CEO in the home. He's the one responsible for devising the standards of behavior, the policies in the home, with the input of the, his assistant, of course, his chief CEO. <laughs> the input is there, but he's responsible. I have to say that, otherwise I'd be in trouble when I'm finished here. Set definite standards and behavior. You make the rules. You make the policies. You need to be able to say, this is what it's supposed to be. If you don't do it, here's what's going to happen. And as we'll see in a moment, the need to follow through. You need, secondly, to clearly communicate the expectations and consequences of failing to obey the standards and policies that you put down. If there are rewards, let them know what it is. If there are going to be consequences, let them know what it is as well. That's a good manager. That's a good leader. That's a good head of the home. And you need to explain the reason for discipline when it comes around. Don't just beat up on a child without telling them why you're doing so. Well, maybe you shouldn't beat up on them anyway. I mean, you know, when you discipline, give them the reason for doing so. Whenever I come to this point when I'm teaching this, I always go back to the last time I had to uh, put the belt on my son. It was his owl. This was owl. Now, of course, today I'm talking about the belt here in the Bahamas. If you do that, you might go to jail for it. But still... The scripture says we need to discipline our children. But I'll never forget. We were living in a nice neighborhood. And I had some friends. And they were walking through. Well, they, they all, all, always played through the community. Well, one evening, somebody knocked at the door. I came and there was this lady. She says, 
Mr. Lee, you have a son named Al? I says, yes. He said, well, he threw rocks in my pool today. I says, my son? He says, yes. He threw rocks in my pool. I says, well, how do you know? Well, they had a bunch of boys, and he was one of them. I says, well, I'll call Al downstairs. He came, Al, did you throw rocks in this lady's pool? No, Daddy. Not me. I didn't do it. I says, Al, I want you to tell me the truth now because you know what we said. You need to tell the truth or else. He says, no, Dad, I didn't do it. So I told the lady, I'm sorry, lady, you've got the wrong one. But you know what? Next day, the whole bunch of guys came to me. I said, Mr. Lee, we did it. We, throw, we threw the stones. I says, Al, you threw stones in the pool? And he started to cry right away. He says, yes, Daddy. I says, okay, let's go upstairs. And he started to cry, and I started to cry. <laughs> and when I got upstairs and put him over my lap, got my belt, and this is true, I was crying more than he was. And I says, Al, now, you know why I'm doing this, don't you? You say, yeah, Dad. I says, why? He says, because you told me never to lie. I says, now, Al, you know what that fella said in there? This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> I says, Al, I have to spank you for this. And the reason why is because God tells me to do it. Because when we disobey God, we are disturbing his order, not only in creation, but in the family as well. That's why I told him this. And I gave it to him. And I was crying all the way, and then I hugged him. I never had to use the belt on Al again. The reason why, he grew real big and had strong. <laughs> no, not really. But I believe that's the way God wants us to do it. I really believe that. We must explain why we're disobeying them, you see. And I think it carries the message home. And then fourthly, we need to be sure we follow through with all of the threats we make when it comes to it. Just don't say, if you do this, I'm going to do this. They do it and you don't. You're not a leader then. You're chicken. You're not teaching your children anything. You need to follow through. You also need to give opportunity for explanation because you could be wrong. Again, every time I come to this one, I remember my girls this time. They were young at this time. Up, we were living in San Susi, I think. And uh, those girls used to fight. Boy, you see Nancy over there, they used to fight like crazy. And they, they were really turning up the place, shouting and hollering and everything in there. And when I walked into the room, I saw Cindy, I believe it was, hit Sandy. The boy grabbed her. You know, and I took her down and I said, Cindy, why are you doing this? Why are you causing all this trouble? You see? And she started crying, Daddy, it isn't me. I didn't start it. Didn't me. I said, I saw you do it and everything. And then somebody said, Alan, listen to what they have to say. Anyway, I sat and I listened. You know what? When I turned around, it wasn't her fault. It wasn't her fault. She was protecting herself. She didn't start it at all. But I was blaming her for the situation without allowing an opportunity for explanation. You must do that if you are going to be the kind of disciplinarian that shows spiritual leadership in the home. 
And getting back here, there, never administer discipline when you're angry. You'll always regret it. Never do it when you're angry. That's where child abuse begins, with your anger towards your child. You see, never administer discipline when you are angry. And always let your child know that his or her disobedience is against God's will. It's not just against your policies, your rules, but you are representing God in this house. And when the rules are made, the rules are set up, it is because God is a God of order. He has certain ways he wants to do things. And let them know that when they go against uh, established law or policy, they're really going against the character of God. This is very important. You see, and sometimes, even as adults, we miss this out. We really need to set an example for our children by the way we discipline them, by the way we live before them. Let's take a look at this clip, and this reminds us of setting an example. Fathers, that is what we are cut out to be as fathers, a model of all that is good, all that is godly. We should be a strong role model in our homes, in every aspect of our life. I'll just go through that briefly because we'll be picking up this later on. How do you be a strong role model to your children as a father and a husband? Well, first of all, you need to be a loving husband. You need to show your children that you love your wife the way Christ loved the church, sacrificially. You need to demonstrate that before your children, that your wife comes first before you, that you're willing to give up your own rights 
in order to be sure that your wife's needs are being met, that you're there for her. Professor Howard Hendricks, who taught me at Dallas Seminary, said, the best thing that husbands could do for their children is to love their wives. And that's true, man. We need to model love for our wives to our children. That's how they could become loving husbands as well. And then secondly, to be an able provider for your family and manager of your family. We're going to spend a lot of time on this because I believe sometimes we fail in this area as well in being the provider. Many homes today, the the man is not the provider for the family. And right there, the leadership role is diminished. No matter how good you might be living your life because of the bigger income of the wife or the only income of the wife. Now, sometimes... It's necessary, but not generally. We need to show that we, especially before our children, that we provide for the family. That's not the role of the mother normally. There are situations, of course. But we are to demonstrate that we are providers for our home. That's a part of the leadership role. And if that is not there, it diminishes that role in our families. But thirdly, we need to to show them that we are also actively involved in our church as well as our community. In the church as well as our community, we need to be involved in what's happening in our community. That's very important. Children need to see us committed to the church, but not more than we are committed to the family. It's another important balance we have to make here. Fathers have to show the children how to manage their time when it comes to ministry and how it impacts the home life as well as the community life. The whole point of this is, as we saw in the other one about being a model, we, leave, we are leaving a legacy. Uh, men, fathers, if you're doing nothing for your family, you're leaving a legacy. It's not a good one, but you're leaving a legacy. I believe we should be intentional in the legacy that we leave. This little clip reminds us of the need to do that. It's just, I feel really lucky to have my dad. to read the funny sheet to me every night. He just was a really great dad. I didn't have a dad. I was raised more by a businessman when I needed a father the most. He just worked all the time. He was he was nice to us and didn't have a real close relationship to him. He ended up uh, divorcing my mom before I was a teenager. He played with me. He did, no matter how tired he was when he'd come home, he'd go outside and play with me. He was an alcoholic. He was a source of shame and hurt. 
My dad was always, when I was a little kid, he was always lots of fun, major adventure person. As I grew, he had, he had no clue how to handle me. He would always write these little crazy poems or tell us a little story. It's always at my golf tournaments. He never misses them. Well, my parents got separated when I was one year old, so he really wasn't around. He's my hero, I'm still my best friend, and my inspiration. Uh, even though I knew that he had like somewhere to be or something, he'd always like end up coming and doing stuff with me or playing with me. Or he'd always just make time to spend with us. I'm the kind of man I am today because of him. What kind of legacy are you leaving? What would your children say about you? I want you to remember one thing when it comes to the leadership in the home. Wherever dad sits is the head of the table. Because the dad, the father, is the head of the home. Amen? Let us assume our place, our position of leadership in the home.